Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright, your host. Today is April 10th, 2015. And we're talking with Mike Posey of Theta Research. And Mike talks to us from their headquarters in Austin, Texas. Mike, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Well, thanks, Charlie. Thanks for having me on the show. So, Mike, give us a little background of Theta Research. Tell us uh, who you guys are, what you do, for whom, and how it works. Okay. Uh, well, the history behind Theta, it was started back in uh, 2000 by uh, Shriner Capital Management as part of a project sponsored there to uh, be able to find out the performance of active investment managers, meaning, in this case, uh, those that use tactical strategies. Uh, it, later on, it was spun off under Paul Montgomery, who then sold it to uh, Gary D. Halbert, who is a, an investment professional and author uh, that you might be aware of. And that's where it is now. I work for the Halberts and uh, and am responsible full time for uh, Theta Research. Okay, so tell us what Theta Research does. Well, Theta's mission statement is pretty simple. We provide real-time performance tracking and subscription services with an emphasis on actively managed or tactical investment strategies. Uh, we have the software and the database uh, that allows uh, subscribers to run reports, ranking. They can rank, uh, and they can list the, the different time windows and then drill down on the details. Uh, we provide a variety of analytical tools on our site, which allows them to not only identify uh, possible investment managers, but also to evaluate them. Okay, so let's talk about the kinds of investment managers that you have on your system. So these, one, are not mutual funds, correct? They are not. Okay, so they are private investment managers. Uh, they work through you, so they're probably on the smaller side, correct? They are generally on the smaller side and can actually include uh, registered investment advisors, but there's also some that are what we call uh, signal developers who are not registered uh, as an RIA, but actually uh, just call their signals and, and have their signals uh, monitored by uh, Theta Research. So let's say there's a registered investment advisor in some town somewhere, and they have uh, this particular strategy that they have been running for their own clients, and they would like to expand their clientele. Their strategy has done well. They believe in it. So they would go to you, and what is it that you would do? What we do is we have a test account set up if they don't already have one. And then what we do is monitor the actual performance of that test account, essentially providing a third-party verification of the actual performance of that model, including 
of being net of fees. Okay, and so in other words, when they're trying to promote their own investment model, typically these are going to be unconfirmed and unverified returns. So when they say we had a certain return, uh, you know, in 2013, 2014, etc., they can't. The, the the person looking at it can't really verify that their returns were really that. They could be mistaken, and they could be less than truthful, etc. So what you do is you you confirm and verify. It. By and well, what sources do you use to do that? We use actual statements. Uh, we have to get actual statements on an actual traded account using the model, and those statements are generally provided to us outside of the investment manager. Uh, usually, it comes directly from the brokerage firm, and it can be mailed to us. Uh, there are some that we have electronic statement processing. But uh, essentially, we get a third-party document. So if someone looks on Theta Research and sees a, a performance number, there is a piece of paper, a statement backing that number up. So when they look on there and they say they see that ABC Investment Advisor uh, for 2014 got certain percent return, and they see that on uh, your site at Theta Research, they can be confident that that was the actual return for that advisor for that strategy. For that particular strategy, that's right. Okay. And so uh, some people, advisors or otherwise, may not manage the money. They may simply provide a signal service so that they're sending out a signal by the S&P 500 today, and then a month later they send out a signal that says sell the S&P 500 today or go short the S&P 500 or something like that. So they just send out signals. They don't actually manage the money. And how? what do you do there? Because there, 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 there's no paperwork to, to verify. Well, actually, they do. They set up a test account, and they actually trade the account. So in order to be on our system, you must have actual verifiable performance. I see. Okay. So they set up a trade account, and they trade accordingly. So that it's Correct. not as though they send you the signals and you trade or anything like that. They set up a trade account for that purpose. That's correct. We simply monitor the performance of the account. I see. Okay. And uh, so who are your subscribers then? So those are the people that you are monitoring. Do they pay you for doing this? Yes, they do. Okay. So you're paid by the investment management service or the signal service to do this. Okay. That's correct. The subscriber, does the, subs- the subscriber, your subscribers are whom? The subscribers can be individual investors, uh, uh, broker-dealer due diligence teams, uh, RIA due diligence teams, individual RIAs who are interested in finding uh, active strategies to put with their own uh, or to use exclusively. Uh, Anyone looking for an investment manager that is not just part of the buy-and-hold crowd. Okay. And so when they go on there, you have about how many that you're monitoring, how many uh, services that you're monitoring at the present point in time? We're in somewhat of a rebuilding phase, but we have about uh, a little over 110 uh, individual programs that we're monitoring at this point in time and uh, growing every month. 
Okay, and so they come to you, they pay you uh, to to monitor theirs, and you do that, and then you make that available through a software system, I presume, where the uh, subscriber is able to sit down and rank according to strategy the 10 best performers uh, for the past three years or one year or whatever it is, whatever, however they want to filter this, correct? That's correct. Okay. And does the subscriber pay anything for this service? Yes. Uh, We have essentially two levels of subscription. One that we call the basic subscription uh, is $195 a year. And what it allows you to do is to go in and run ranking reports like you were talking about, be able to get all of the basic information for the uh, particular trader that, uh, that is running the model. The professional subscription is one that is more suited for due diligence teams, although a lot of uh, individual investors like it as well. Essentially, it gives you all of the bells and whistles of the system, and those include running composites, uh, having doing correlation studies, and things like that. Uh, and that the professional runs uh, $295 a year. Okay, and so let's say that uh, I'm a subscriber, and I'm interested, and uh, and I look on there, and I go through the rankings, and I find a particular strategy and manager or signal service that I like. Do I work to with them through you, or do I contact them directly? Are you involved there? No, we're strictly a database service. We want to be pure database. We don't provide an investment platform. We don't make introductions. All we do is provide the information, and the individual subscriber can go directly to that money manager and make uh, an arrangement there with them. I see. So you you don't get involved in that at all, and I can certainly understand that. Uh, don't want to get in the middle of all of that. Well, there are, there are some uh, similar strategies out there, are similar businesses that do have investment platforms. And, and we made the decision early on that we want to be pure in that we want to be able to say we're providing data that you can use to go find you a money manager, but there's no ulterior motives in what we do. It's simply providing the best actual performance that anyone can have. Okay. So, uh, you know, hold that right there. We need to take a short break here, Mike. And uh, we're talking with Mike Posey of Theta Research out of Austin, Texas. And uh, you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to our show with Charlie. Hello, welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. 
We're talking with Mike Posey of Theta Research out of Austin, Texas. Mike, you've told us about your service, which is basically a monitoring and verification service of the returns of various investment managers and signal services. Tell us, uh, in the market today, people know mutual funds, uh, people know exchange-traded funds, and uh, people certainly know stocks and bonds directly. Uh, third-party managers, asset managers who are doing this, what do they have to offer typically? What are they trying to offer, let's put it that way, that mutual funds and exchange-traded funds don't offer? Well, I think what they offer, uh, first of all, is, is what we call an SMA or separate managed account to where uh, they are offering the individual the ability to either manage risks uh, because many of your mutual funds are going to just go along with the market and they're going to ebb and flow with the market. Uh, that Our managers are either seeking to manage risks or to enhance returns. Uh, we have some that uh, that are extremely good at, at putting high numbers up there, but they may have a uh, a lot of risk involved with that. We have others that seek to manage all the risks and obviously they're going to have a lower return, but they seek to be provide a consistent level of return. So how do they, they, they give us some ways, you say they manage risk. So give us some ways that, that managers try to do that. Well, they do it through tactical investment strategies, such as uh, market timing. That's a very common one, where you get in uh, out of the market uh, when it, when it appears that there's a good time to be out of the market. Uh, the way I like to put it is that, uh, you know, you stand in front of the, the or you, if you stand on the train tracks, uh, most of the time a train's not going to come hit you, but eventually there's going to be one come along. And if you uh, get hit by the train, it's going to destroy you. That's what I see as buy and hold. Buy and hold investors, they say, stay where you are, and if you get hit by the market, it'll come back. Well, what investment managers that we have try to do is to minimize the effect of any losses by moving out of the way of the train. Okay, and you know, uh, so so that that's number one difference here is that all mutual funds, they're, they're number one, and number one is they are fundamentally based. In other words, they're looking at the, they're doing fundamental analysis in their analysis. They're not looking at investment behavior in volume, in price movement, etc. They are just looking at is the company making a profit? What are their earnings? What are their sales? What are the ratios? Do things look favorable? for that particular industry or company or whatever it is. So mutual funds, mutual funds and ETFs are all buy and hold. The, none of them, in fact, they typically have a mandate to be 100% or, or, or you know fully invested in the marketplace. And so they only have cash positions for redemptions. So your people try to, or many of them, try to be in and out of various markets in order to avoid the big losses, correct? Can I give you an example? Please. The, uh, I was running through and uh, thinking about what a question we get a lot and uh, back in 2008 when the bottom was dropping out of everything. Uh, a common question that investors ask is, how did this strategy work in 2008? And so I went back through and did a, a research uh, on our system, and of our 110 programs, we have about 35 that have track records that go back past 2008. 
of all of the programs, of those 35 programs, none lost as much money as the market did that year. The market had, I think, a, the S&P 500 had a loss of about 37% and change. Right. And um, none of our programs lost that much. Some got very near, but they either reduced the, the exposure and reduced the risk. And then we also had some, uh, because some people like aggressive programs, we had some programs that uh, that made money during 2008. And uh, there was three of them that made over 100% during that year. Okay, so they went short, probably. Yes. Uh, because there were there were no uh, of, no asset classes that were up, so they so so they're long or short, and they right. went short in two thousand and eight. So that, that's a very valuable service that can go back to two thousand eight because the vast majority of those kinds of timing services did not exist in two thousand and eight. Well, that's correct, and and it's important from our standpoint in that you're looking at an actual performance that can be backed up that that performance was there. It's not based on a hypothetical or back-tested model that says, well, I would have done that or it should have done that. It actually did provide that performance, and we can document it. And that's the benefit of your service. I look at those kinds of services often, and, uh, you, you know, you have to look for the fine print to see right. when it was that the service actually began and everything else is back testing. And very often it's hard to tell when they started uh, the, the, their service and when the back testing ended. And, uh, you know, there's a world of difference between real time uh, returns and back tested returns. And uh, so I can see the real value of your service here. I might make some of your listeners mad, but, uh, you know, I've been on the due diligence team a long, many years, about 16 years at Halbert Wealth Management on the due diligence team. And backtesting, I would always say that it's the same thing as uh, fairy tales and pixie dust. You know, it's all great, and it all sounds good, but if it, if it wasn't effective, if it, wasn't, if it didn't look good, you'd never see it. So what we do is we provide actual performance because this company we used as a resource before we bought it. And it was something we could look to and say, there is a third-party verification of this track record. Uh, we know it's real. Uh, yeah, and, and I can see the, the extreme uh, v- uh, uh, value of, of having that kind of service because you can get contacted by people and they say, hey, we made a certain amount in 2008 or 2012 or 2011, which was a very flat year. And, uh, you know, how am I to know what they made? And I'm supposed to uh, go before my clients and uh, represent this particular company that I don't know, I haven't ever met. They're talking to me from someplace in Iowa or Minnesota. How can I verify this? So I can see that your service would be very, very valuable. So many of these managers and signal services, they uh, are into risk management through a timing service. Uh, I presume they're not all following that. Are, are there other strategies that they're following? There are many different strategies they follow. Most of them I would put into a category of being quantitative, you know, using uh, special algorithms that they have developed in order to identify the, the uh, direction of the market and invest accordingly. Okay. And uh, do some of them uh, go into the futures market and go into options and things like that, or are they primarily stock and bond focused? Very few. We do have some that uh, are futures-based and some that use options, but most are, by and large, 
uh, use mutual funds, uh, the, the index-type mutual funds, but they, rather than buying and holding them, they will be tactically trading among them, or going to cash or going short in some cases. Uh-huh. So tell me... Uh what you do, the the investors who who subscribe or the investment advisors who subscribe what are their motivations for doing so and what are their concerns when they contact you about that what kind of questions do they raise well the first thing is that uh, sometimes they have been asked to give the give a broker dealer due diligence team actual performance and they will come back and say okay well here here's what i've developed well that's a spreadsheet has this been verified by anybody? And if that hasn't happened, generally what the due diligence team has to do is spend half a day in the back room of the of the manager sifting through statements trying to verify the actual performance. What we allow is that money manager to say, here is my performance, it's been verified by a third party. And not and even beyond that, Charlie, we have something that we call our backstage pass. And that money manager can give this due diligence team a backstage pass where they will see only his numbers on our system. And they have a period of five days that they can renew twice, during which they can go through and all of the bells and whistles of the system are there in regard to that manager's uh, performance numbers. So they can slice it, dice it, run analytics on it, everything they want to do, which is a big boost for uh, many of these investment managers. Yeah, that's an excellent service, and I hadn't thought of that, that uh, these third-party asset managers, that they go to uh, a broker-dealer and they say, you know, here's our returns. They need to be confirmed and verified, so they like your service, and they don't care about uh, looking at everybody else. They just want to look in detail, I presume, at that particular manager. So I would think that would be a very valuable service for them. Although sometimes that does create additional subscribers, because uh, what it does, they see the numbers of one individual group, and they say, hey, I, who else, I wonder who else is on this database. Right. And so you know, it actually can run into additional subscribers for us uh, when they want to see who else is on the system. Right. So tell us, uh, we've had a bull run here, Mike, for the past Mm -hmm. five to six years. Typically, the kinds of services and signal makers that you're talking about underperform in a bull market because occasionally their signals say, you know, things are going awry and they get out for some period of time and it costs them a few percent each time. Mm. Um, How, generally speaking, how well uh, have your best performers been performing? In comparison uh, the to the market, performers have been uh, have been performing quite well because some use leverage, uh, where you have the leveraged mutual funds and ETFs, so that they can actually get more uh, bang for their buck when they do make a trade. But on the other side of that, one thing we always like to tell people is uh, that if you have someone who is managing in order to try to manage risk, then there's going to be a cost to it. And we put it in terms like this. Uh, We asked Mr. Client, do you have life insurance? Do you have car insurance? Do you have homeowner's insurance? Do you have health insurance? Would you have a lot more money in your pocket if you didn't pay any of those insurance bills? Well, obviously the answer is yes. You'd probably have a lot more uh, if you pull all those in. The differential in performance many times 
is basically that. It's an insurance policy premium so that, uh, just like what I talked about in, um, in 2008, uh, you might lose some, but, you, but hopefully you won't lose as much. And we all know that coming back from a loss, if you lose 50% like the S&P 500 did in its last drawdown, you have to make 100% just to get back to where you were. Right. Well, no question about that. And that that's what these services are all about. And we see a proliferation of these services. They they started, many of them, uh, just after the uh, dot-com bubble. And then after mm-hmm. the financial meltdown of 2008, they've proliferated. And uh, today's, it seems as though uh, <laughs> there's a plethora of them. But again, the typical investor, uh, the private investor, uh, is not really aware of these kinds of services. And, well, that, uh, and that is exactly correct. And one thing that we provide that is is different than what some of the others uh, that provide such uh, database services is that since we are verifying performance through the use of a uh, a statement or some other documentation of value, we can have someone come to us on day one and say, I've got a 10-year track record, and it's documented in these uh, statements. And if we can get the statements uh, from the third-party source to just make sure they're not, you know, been doctored in any way, uh, if we can get those statements, we can actually go back and put together a historical track record. And that way our uh, subscribers don't just have, okay, well, what has happened since day one on? They get to see what happened back in 2008, uh, maybe in 2006, uh, maybe even longer, depending on the manager. And so I, I think that's extremely important that you, you're able to not only see what the uh, performance is right now, but you're actually able to see, in many cases, uh, a brand new advisor that we bring on and we do a blog post and say, here's a new advisor. That advisor may have five, seven, ten years of track record that we've loaded for them. You know, that that's an excellent point. I'm really glad you brought that up. That is a great service because if you were just uh, receiving their signals and then putting out what their returns are, you'd have to start, like you say, from day one of their service with that's you. Right. And so right. they wouldn't. we wouldn't know what they did in 2008 and 2011 right. and, and, and the like here. I haven't heard you mention any uh, of the services that do any stock picking. Do you have any stock picking services? We have probably two that, that come to mind that uh, are, are actually stock pickers. And I'll go ahead and, and uh, for sake of uh, disclosure, we actually have one program that is, is billed as a buy and hold. It's in its name. It's got the manager's name and it says buy and hold. And it's one that he put on there, but he runs it as a model. So everybody has the same thing. But, uh, but as a general rule, we, uh, we have strategies that are quant-based, that are uh, mathematically controlled, and that are uh, either that or, you know, some in some cases we have where there's a lot of discretion, and the discretion tends to be on the side where we do have the individual securities, and we have bonds and uh, stocks represented there. Okay. But, but it's not a common thing. Okay, so for the most part, it's people saying when to be in and out of certain markets. Right, right. Okay, and and they're talking about typically indexes or ETFs, or or, or sector sector uh, ETFs. Yes, 
you can think of the Ridex funds, which is essentially where this started, was with the Ridex Dynamic funds, and uh, many of those are index funds and uh, long and short uh, leveraged index funds. Right, right. And so people can, with Ridex, be short the market, which uh, with other uh, mutual funds or ETFs, they they, they really can't do, yeah. do that. Well, we've got to congratulate you here, uh, Mike. You and the others there have put together a very valuable service uh, for the uh, for the homegrown investor and for the investment advisor uh, to be able to look at things. For your listeners, okay. That's all right. Please. What we would like to do, I talked about that the subscriptions are 295 and 195. We have actually, for your uh, listeners, bumped that down to 195 for our full professional level for the first year, and 99 dollars for the first year for the basic. But even beyond that, they can get a seven-day free trial. And uh, just look over the site for seven days. You can go all the way through it. And you can do that by simply typing in our uh, web address, thetaresearch.com. No spaces in that. Just thetaresearch.com. Spell that, will you? Slash radio. Okay. Theta. Spell it all. It's a T-H-E-T-A and then research.com. Slash radio. Slash radio. Okay. And then our regular website address is simply thetaresearch.com. Okay. So thetaresearch.com slash radio will give anyone a seven-day free trial, which ordinarily is not offered, correct? That's correct. Okay. And uh, so thetaresearch.com slash radio will give them a seven-day free trial and then a reduction on the fees to participate as a subscriber. And uh, And the first first year fees, yeah. The the first year fee. And... uh, you guys have uh, over a, about 110 uh, programs that you're monitoring right now, and it's growing all the time. And it's growing. I just got a, a note yesterday from a manager who's sending in five new models. Okay. So so, so, uh, so one manager can have several models then? Absolutely, yes. In fact, most of them uh, do have multiple models. I see. And then the people contact the manager directly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then work with them if they want to. They don't go through you. So you don't know who is contacting what managers. That's correct. Okay, so you just know that this manager continues to pay you, so they consider that uh, it's a, a worthwhile endeavor still here. Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, tell us. Exactly uh, the way it works. Okay. So my couple questions we always like to ask is, first of all, in regards to your service here, what keeps you awake at night? <laughs> Let's see. I have. I would have to say that what's keeping me awake at night now is keeping other people awake as well. It's the the uh, the the increasing popularity of what they call the robo advisor. You know, obviously in our situation, the manager is a key to the success of the programs and the models and the strategies that are uh, available uh, with the robo advisor. Uh, when you can have something built for you that without any human intervention, uh, that concerns me. That concerns so, you how? I say that keeps me up at night. It keeps you up at night because they're, they're competitors to you or they're bad for the market, bad for investors? What, what, why does it keep think, you up? I think they're bad for investors because I think that you know, the, the machine is not going to keep up with you know, what's going on. You also have under the – an RIA has a fiduciary duty – 
Uh, I'm not sure if there's any fiduciary machines out there. Uh, you know, just because it's a machine doesn't mean it's it's active uh, from a fiduciary standpoint. But you know, it, it's uh, to me, it's more of a, a global concern that um, you know, there's a lot of intangibles. I think that a, an investment advisor or financial planner can bring to the table, and robo-advisors can't bring that. Yeah, no no question about that. Unfortunately, not all advisors do bring that, and we get with these, uh, you know, cookie-cutter approaches that are buy and hold. Uh, That's right. The, 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 the benefit of that advisor can be very questionable. So, uh, you know, we appreciate you bringing that up. Nobody's brought that up before, Mike, and that's, that's an excellent point. Well, Second question. If you see, if you watch it is, it is. You know, it, there's more and more TV commercials about it now. Schwab mm-hmm. is sponsoring one. Uh, Betterment has one. There's there's several of them that are advertising very aggressively on TV right now. Yeah, well, that's an excellent point. Thank you for bringing that up. Question number two, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? Oh, book on investing. Let's see. Well, you're going to think I'm, I'm strange on this, but um, I first did this, uh, found this out with the Bible, that if you read the Bible at different points in your life, different things are quickened to you. And I, I do the same thing with uh, business books. Uh, and I actually went back and read Atlas Shrugged again. And the reason is that when I first became aware of Atlas Shrugged and started reading on it, it was in the 1980s. Uh, there's a very different world now from the 1980s. You know, we've got the Occupy Wall Street. You've got one percenters and 99 percenters. You've got increasing regulations. You know, reading... Um, when I read Alice Shrug before, I was thinking this could never happen, and now it's like reading the newspaper. <laughs> And no question about that, Mike. You you are spot on. I read Atlas Shrugged uh, uh, as a college student in 1968, and uh, many parts of it are certainly prophetic. No question about it. And that probably would do me well to go back and read it again. I know my uh, uh, couple of sons uh, uh, read it, and I was very pleased that they did, and uh, they had the same reactions that I did. And uh, so that is an excellent point. And for the economy and certainly for what we're going to through today uh, with uh, central bank uh, mania in both Europe and the United States and uh, with, uh, you know, quantitative easing and the heavy hand of control uh, that uh, those folks and uh, government uh, has had on uh, the marketplace. No question about it. uh, we are looking at uh, chapters of uh, Atlas Shrugged here. So thank you very much for bringing that up. I appreciate it. You bet. So well, what final uh, words do you have for us here on Theta Research's service before we have to close off here, Mike? Well, the one thing uh, that I haven't uh, really said anything about, but it's very important, is that all of the numbers that we have are adjusted for fees. They're net of fees. Well, they are. Something... That's I see. That's okay. Because if you're dealing that's with a great point. performance, you've got to have fees taken out. They don't do this for free. That's right. So these are and, net of fees, huh? Well, and, and what brought that to mind was talking about the robo-advisors. Robo-advisors are generally uh, geared toward low, 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 low fees. Because yeah. everybody says you can't have a program that's going to beat the market so what you need to do is just have a, a very very low fee and use index well, funds a john bogle approach right and what we say is that 
the the right manager can do well, as we evidenced by the numbers I gave you for two thousand and eight, and. But uh, are they doing better than what their fee is? So people need to know what their fees are so that they can better compare that to the op- the options that they have. So when you're dealing with something that says it's got a great return over a period of 10-plus years, and that's net of fees, then you know that's what you need to look at. Don't look at the fee by itself. And don't look at the performance by itself. You need to look at here's what the account did. And that's Excellent exactly point. what we show on our system. Excellent point. I've had uh, made that point many times uh, with investors uh, because John Bogle, bless his heart, uh, those are good points. But in 2008, it didn't work. 2001, to, uh, 2000, 2001, 2002, it didn't work. And at some point in probably the near future, it's not going to work again. That's and, uh, far from the crossing. Yep, that's right. And so uh, that 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 you know, half a percent or one percent saving in fees, uh, you know, didn't didn't help much if the market's down thirty to fifty percent here. That's exactly right. Well, Mike, you have an excellent service. We really appreciate uh, you you're taking time to talk with us today, and our best uh, wishes to you and the Theta Research to continue to uh, beef up your service, and we hope that you continue to have lots of subscribers. Well, uh, thank you very much just for the opportunity to talk. I've really enjoyed our talk. It's like uh, preaching to the choir. Well, uh, it is preaching to the choir, believe me, on the service that you're offering here. So we've been talking with Mike Posey of Theta Research out of Austin, Texas. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC dot, octalkradio.net. Any questions or issues you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright wishing you happy and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.